This is Sid Roth saying, Shalom Mishpacha. Mishpacha is a Hebrew word. It means family. And we're the Mishpacha, the family with a Jewish heart. Welcome to today's edition of Messianic Vision and another appointment for you to be mentored to fulfill your destiny with one of our It's Supernatural guests. And now, here's your host for this program, It's Supernatural television producer, Donna Chavis. Well, thank you, Sid, so much, and thank you all for joining us. I'm Donna Chavis. Our guest today is a revivalist, a preacher, a missionary, <laughs> a wife, and a mom. So I am telling you, she is one busy lady. So we are so happy that she's made some time for us today and for you. She's also the director of Saturate, which is a global revival movement. She found out what it means to follow a Jesus that is alive. And now she's inviting you and me, all of us, to let Jesus breathe upon the embers of our soul until our whole life burns for him. Well, Jesse, that just sounds exciting just saying it. So please welcome to the program today, everybody, Jesse Green. Hi, Jesse. Hi, Donna. I'm so excited to join you and Sid and the rest of the It's Supernatural team today. And I just feel so expectant for what God's going to do. Amen to that for sure. Right off the bat here, I want to let everybody know that you have written a brand new book, and it's called Wildfires, A Field Guide to Supernatural natural revival. Now, Jesse, I remember as a little girl going to the revivals at church and everybody saying, oh, we're having revival at church this week. And they're like, oh man, every night we got to go to church every night this <laughs> week. But when, when it's real revival with a real Jesus that's totally alive, it makes such a difference. And I hear the excitement in your voice. Why did you write this brand new book, Wildfires? Yeah, I I couldn't agree with you more, Donna. I I feel like one of the biggest passions of my life actually is to show people, especially in in America, that Christianity is not this mundane sitting in a sea like boring thing, but Jesus is actually alive and if we can really partner with him, I believe not only can we experience maybe just one touch from heaven, but I believe that we could see wildfires of God's presence, of deliverance, of spontaneous baptisms just spread through our nation in a way where it almost becomes addictive, like you just can't get enough. Yes, yes, exactly. Well, I want to start at the beginning of your story. Well, actually, it is the beginning of of this part of your life and this journey, but you call it the end. Yes. I feel like my situation is a little bit unusual in the fact that I am an evangelist, and yet I wasn't led to Jesus through an altar call. I was working as a nightclub doorman in New York City, um, was surrounded by celebrities and Basically, everything that the world says that you should go after, luxury apartments, first-class airlines, and I was addicted to cocaine and just partying all the time. And honestly, Donna, I I really hated my life. I felt like I was chasing this, basically, this carrot in front of me, and it was never, I was never able to reach it. Yes. And my depression was increasing. And so one night I just screamed out to God in a moment of desperation. And I just said, if you're real God, take this pain away. And the presence of God just filled my room. It was so, it was so insane. It was unlike anything I'd ever experienced before. And so I just knew for myself, like, wow, God's actually real. And if you can have a relationship with God, I just want to give up everything to know him because this is kind of crazy. <laughs> so, you know, Jesse, I, I, I hear you talk about your life before. So you didn't come up serving the Lord like, like some people all of their life. And, and some people may be listening to you right now and, and they, may, they may be saying the same thing. A lot of people feel broken. They feel like maybe yeah. maybe I can't know this real Jesus. I, I don't even know how to begin this journey. But you talk about an amazing 
art form that that really kind of captures what Jesus does for us? Yeah, I actually, so you're speaking my heart right now because I just love the fact that the Jesus that we serve, the Jesus that we know, um, that he truly is alive and not just in theory, but I remember even just a simple thing, my mom saying to me a verse that many of us have on magnets on our refrigerator, but Jeremiah 29, 11, when it says, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future. Those verses, they're not just for perfect people. They're for the brokenhearted. They're for the people that feel like there is no plan for their life, that the Lord is far from them. And I just remember my mom telling me that, and it it hit me where I was like, well, if he knows the plans that he has for me, perhaps he knows me as well. Yes, yes. And and tell me about what you were talking about, this, this Japanese art form, and how that relates to us. Yeah, I actually wrote a whole chapter about this golden journey. And uh, there's an, a Japanese art form called Kintsugi. And essentially, I feel like it's the best illustration for what God does in our life. But essentially, these masters of this art, they take broken pottery that has a really high value. But when it's broken, all of a sudden it becomes garbage. And they take this broken pottery and they take so much time and diligence and patience and they actually fill every single broken crevice with gold and they put it back together with care and just precision. And then what's so crazy, Donna, is after the master is done filling this pottery with gold, the this little piece of pottery all of a sudden has more value. It's better. It's stronger than the original like piece of pottery. And when I heard this, I just started weeping. And I just thought, gosh, Jesus, that's what you do with us if we'll allow you to. You'll fill every crevice with gold. You'll anoint us. You'll take every broken area and you'll use it for your glory. And I just think that it's, it's amazing that God can use every broken area in our life. Yes, yes. Wow. That is such a strong picture, isn't it, uh, of, of Jesus, the Jesus that's alive, the Jesus that's real, and taking such care with us, even the ones that are broken and that are wounded, and, <laughs> and making us even better and more valuable than the original. Well, listen, I know that you give us a choice or God gives us a choice. We can either be a watcher or we can be a fire starter. That that that's a choice that we have, isn't it? Yeah, uh, Donna, that's the thing I think that kills me the most right now in this move of God is I always feel like why would not everyone want to be a part of revival? Why would not everyone want to be a part of the harvest? Why would not everyone want to see miracles and signs and wonders and experience the presence of God? And yet God always gives us free will. And I just think he's always giving us an invitation. And I believe that in this hour, the biggest way that the enemy is robbing us is not through spiritual warfare or the demonic, but honestly, it's this lie of just living apathetically. Yes. And I believe that this wildfire of God is going to consume every dead area. And so if you're feeling in your life right now, if you're listening and you're like, you know, something's not working, I feel like I've lost my passion, just hand over your life to Jesus and just don't give up right now because this is the beginning. God is raising up a remnant that is going to release his glory across the earth. And I think we all have an invitation to be a fire starter yes. revival right now. Yes. Yes. Well, tell us about January, 2016. You're just uh, minding your own business and you start <laughs> having a conversation with the real Jesus. Yeah, so I 
like many Christians, I, I spend time with the Lord in the morning and I kind of have a little routine that I do and I'll read scripture and journal it out. And one morning in January, I was actually feeling a little lazy and just wanted to sleep in. And I just heard the Lord whisper to me a question. And uh, what I love about God is that we can actually have conversations with him. The Holy Spirit wants to teach us. And God said to me, he said, Jesse, what do you look like fully alive? And the truth is, I didn't really know. And I didn't really understand the question. And so... I kind of just lazily opted out and was just like, I don't know, Lord, please show me. And when I closed my eyes, all of a sudden, I was taken into this vision. And in the vision, I just saw myself walking on a huge beach. And I just saw strangers that I had never known having these supernatural encounters. And I just thought, gosh, God is so real. And I just saw all of these flashes of different parts of my life where I was preaching and under large circus tents and sitting at tables, having dinners with people, talking about the resurrected king. And all of a sudden I realized my life doesn't look like anything that I'm <laughs> seeing in these pictures. Yes. <laughs> and so I, I knew, Donna, that something had to change because I felt like God was giving me an invitation into something. Yes, yes. Well, Jesse, I know that at this point you are married, you're living in New York City, and you really knew that God was inviting you, like you said, into something or being led out or called out. So you made a bold move based on what you were hearing from God. What happened? Yeah, so I would say that that fully alive vision, it started to really provoke me. Um, I know sometimes people and people are listening right now, they're thinking, you know, the Lord has told you something maybe, and all of a sudden you just can't get it out of your head. So that's what happened with this this picture, and I just became desperate for what the Lord had for me. And so my husband and I, we started praying and fasting, and we were actually praying and fasting for revival in New York. And I know so many of us, a lot of times when we pray and we fast, God will show us his plans and maybe not our plans. Yes. And so during that fast, I actually, um, a few weeks after that fully alive vision, I saw a vision of this wave. And God was telling me that there was going to be revival in Orange County. And I was like, Lord, I'm in New York. <laughs> what does this have to <laughs> Wait do with me? <laughs> yeah. And in the vision, I just saw, saw thousands upon thousands being baptized in Huntington Beach. And there was a shaking happening in the church. He was separating the wheat from the tares. And it was the beginning of this harvest. And the Lord just said, he said, Jesse, you can do amazing things in New York, but you could be a part of leading revival in Orange County. Wow. And yeah, it was honestly, I, I don't want to sugarcoat it. I, it was a really hard decision. And I know it seems like it would be an easy one, but I was pregnant with our first baby, um, all of our family was in New York. We had great ministry drop jobs in New York. We had full-time insurance. And those are just not little things. And I remember just thinking, gosh, we don't know anyone in California. We have no family there. It seems like logistically a bad idea. <laughs> but I, I think we all know, though, if God's giving you an invitation the best idea is the idea from God and maybe not our own ideas. Yes, yes. Um, you said a statement that, that I really just uh, perked up when you said this one time when we were talking. You said that, that you picked up and moved, and although it was not an easy choice, you felt like obedience was the way to go because what is your motto, Jesse? Yeah, we have a family motto in our house, and honestly, it's truly sustained us in so many ways. And our motto is, obedience is success. 
And so we don't measure our success by the world's way of measuring success. Even when it comes to revival, Donna, there are times where people can measure success by the size of the crowd or how many miracles happen. And for us, I just have it so concrete in my mind that if the Lord is asking us to do something, even if no one shows up, that my obedience to him is the most successful I can be, that the Lord can look at my family and say that we we obeyed him, that he was looking for people that he could trust, and he looked at us and he said, I can trust Parker and Jesse Green. Yes, yes, yes. Well, Jesse, you and your your family, your little family now, your husband and, and your baby, you take off to California based on obedience to the Lord, and you've seen this vision of this wave of what was going to happen, and it just happened immediately, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I wish. I wish. You know, Donna, I've read all the books about patience. I've listened to the <laughs> sermons about God giving you a seed in the ground, but when you have a seed The process is not fun. It's so hard. And I just remember writing down that vision, writing down every prophetic word we had gotten. And I just had to remind myself over and over again. I mean, Donna, I thought we were going to arrive to California. We sacrificed. We used our entire savings to move across the country. We had nothing left. And we were support raising as missionaries in Orange County which is a weird thing to do. <laughs> and I remember I was like, okay, well, we did it. We we took the risk. And now all of a sudden we're going to see this revival. And I go to the pier to preach. And I'm like, this is going to be just like John Wesley. There's going to just be <laughs> multitudes. And I go, Donna, not one person stops no. to hear the gospel. Wow. Not one. And I just remember looking at Parker, and I just thought, did we make a huge mistake? I I saw way more people saved in New York. This seems like the opposite is happening. And all of a sudden, I think doubt will come in. And I right now, actually, I feel like I just want to pray for people listening because um, I feel like for many of you, God's given you visions. He's given you prophetic words. You've had so many prophetic words over your life, and you're wondering, when is this going to happen? When is this going to happen? And I just want to declare over you right now that God is not a liar, that if he has shown you something, if you've gotten a prophetic word, that those things will come to pass. And one of the oldest tricks in the book that my husband actually had to remind me of is right there in the garden. When Satan tells Eve, he said, did God really say? And Mm. I just remember that's all I kept hearing in my head was, did God really show you that vision or did you make that up? And I had to get a little violent. And I had to say to the enemy, I had to say, I would not make this up. I would not move my family across the country on a made-up vision. The Lord did say there will be revival, and God wants revival more than I want revival. He wants harvest more than I want harvest, and I'm going to keep being faithful, and I'm going to keep preaching the gospel until that vision comes to pass. Yes. And, Donna, it was four years, four years of straight evangelism, four years of discipleship in our kitchen, four years of meeting with pastors and telling them this vision. And just, I felt like a, a voice crying out in the wilderness sometimes, just like John the Baptist, just saying, come on, guys, this is happening. We need to make right this path for the Lord to come. And he did, Donna. Yes, yes. Wow. Well, what a wonderful tip, Jesse, that, that you are saying right there. In faith and obedience, you moved. And even though it didn't happen, you stood your ground. And you had uh, meetings in houses and uh, street meetings and whatever you had to do to to make it work while you were there. You were doing the work of the kingdom. And then finally, four years later, in the spring, you got a word from the Lord. Yeah, again, I... You know, it's so funny, but I tell people, Mike, you really got to prioritize time in the secret place. And 
just do it because, you know, the biggest times the Lord has spoken to me is just right in my living room. It's not been at a conference or anything like that. And as I was just praying and reading the word, I heard the Lord say, and it was nearly audible. It was so clear, Donna. He said, green light. The harvest is summer 2020. Prepare the nets. And I just knew I, I all of a sudden I filled with so much hope and expectation. I was like, yes, Lord, <laughs> yes. And we just started getting ready. We started telling, I, I emailed 150 churches, just cold call emailing them saying, there's a harvest coming, there's a harvest coming. We need to get ready. And I... I just started to prepare, and you know what? Even when COVID hit, even when all of our plans changed, even when everything was shut down, the Lord just kept saying, Jesse, I did not lie. Green light, the harvest is this summer. And we went out there on the beach, Donna, and I thought, you know, it would be great if 50 people show up. And thousands showed up, Donna. Thousands got saved. The L.A. Times was, I always say the L.A. Times is the most prophetic because they were the first people to declare <laughs> that we're in revival. Wow. Wow. Jesse, when those thousands of people were there, describe that scene to me. Honestly, I, I keep saying, and, and we're still encountering stuff like this to this day. So this is like, I, I would say we're still in the middle of a lot of this right now which makes me so excited because um, truly I felt like I was living in the Bible. I mean, there were points where we we had no stage. We had no signs. We had no sound equipment, no lights. I just had a little tiny $60 megaphone. And I remember one point the Holy Spirit telling me to walk into the middle of the crowd So people could hear me and screaming the gospel on the top of my lungs. And I didn't even have to do an altar call, Donna. People were running into the water, repenting of sin, repenting of adultery. People were being baptized and demonic spirits were coming out. And people were getting healed from depression, suicidal thoughts. People's backs were being physically healed. Their legs were being physically healed. People are showing up at the beach saying that they didn't know how they even ended up there. Wow. That something was drawing them to the beach. And it was just straight out of, like, the book of Acts. It was it was crazy. You said that even, you know, it was it was just kind of like a wildfire. It was so crazy. You were looking at this, and people were actually baptizing one another, like one and then the other and then the other and then the other. Yeah, I mean, it's so funny because so many people have asked me, they're like, Jesse, how many people have been baptized? And I'm like, I think anywhere between two and 5,000 people. <laughs> and they're like, that's a big range. And the thing is, it was so chaotic. Like, it wasn't like a church service where you have a baptismal and it's like one at a time. I mean, we have videos of 10 people being baptized at the same time by like a whole group just going into the water and we had family members baptized being baptized and then turning around i mean this 10 year old boy named matthew got baptized and then he grabbed his parents and a 10 year old baptized his parents wow wow you know what i i feel the spirit all over this when you talk about it honestly i'm sitting here looking at our audio engineer through the glass here and i'm just like i feel chills and i just feel the spirit moving in this it's real isn't it jesse yeah i mean honestly it gets a little emotional for me at times because i keep on having to say to my husband you know when you hold on to a vision for so long you really have to operate in that gift of faith And so I would just ask God, help me to see, help me to see. And now in the hour that we're living in, I I sometimes feel overwhelmed where I'm like, Lord, just thank you. You're so good. And I, I can't believe that this is real. And I can't believe that this is your plan for America. Like you, I believe that this is what's going to be the normal for our Christianity until the return of Jesus. And 
it's just overwhelming. Yes, yes. Let me take this moment right here and just remind everybody that's listening that Sid and I definitely want to let you know about this exciting and seriously life-changing resource package that Jesse Green has put together. It's her brand new book, Wildfires, A Field Guide to Supernatural Revival, and also her brand new and exclusive three-CD audio teaching series. So be sure to listen for Sid at the end of the program to find out how you can get this for yourself, for your family, for your church, for your study group. Just get it. It is life-changing. This was literally just the beginning. I mean, here you, you followed this vision to California in obedience, this, this massive wave hit of revival. And then after that happened, you ask God a question. Yeah, I I mean, so this went on for six weeks in Orange County. Um, we had news media, like secular news media there every single week. And at one point, the Lord told me to, to end it, like at, probably at our biggest weekend. And to be honest, that was really, really hard to do um, because especially when you pray for something so long. Yes. And I just remember there was a grieving period, but again, like, like we said earlier, our family motto is obedience is success. And so I just never want to do something that the Lord is not doing, even when the crowds are saying, keep going, keep going. And so mid August, we said that it was going to be the last weekend. And I just remember laying in bed and just praying and asking God, like, was that it? Was that, like, do we have a new commission now? Is that it? And as I prayed and as I just asked God what he had next for us, um, in the beginning of October, early October, I was, like, God woke me up around 4 a.m. And it was like all of a sudden electricity hit me, and I just was, like, fully awake. And I just sat there in the edge of my bed and God brought me into this hour-long vision, and it just showed me these multiple waves coming in. And when I counted through them, there were six waves, and they kind of came in like a huge, like almost like a tidal wave, and it spilled and saturated over the whole nation. And so each wave almost was like a different thing that the Lord was doing. And each one was going to be a part of the revival, but they each had a different piece, if that makes any sense. Yes, yes, yes. Now describe that to us. You're, the one that you had just experienced, that, is, that was one wave, correct? That was that, that wave of revival. And then are you saying there were six others that God showed you? Yeah, so there are six others, and what's really cool is, um, I've actually, I learned this afterwards um, as I just kind of started to study the vision, but the cool thing about waves are that when you have that first wave, it doesn't just disappear. It actually gets absorbed by the next wave. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So the first wave that we're actually in right now, is the separating of wheat and tares. I think anyone can look at 2020 and see how abundantly clear that is. Um, but we're in that right now. God's drawing a line in the sand. He's looking for his people that are either all in or all out. And I believe that this first wave is actually going to be part of what he's doing over the next 10 years. So I think that we'll see more of that actually increase. Um, I feel like in the prophetic movement, the prayer movements, even in the church, God is just going to continually refine us and actually separate in the harvest um, the good wheat and the tares. Yes. And so that's biblical. <laughs> and it's, I think, what we're going to see over the next few years. But Donna, what really gets me fired up and a little bit nervous, to be honest, is this second wave, I think we're just going to start entering into it this year, actually. I actually felt like recently I saw a vision of this starting to be birthed um, this summer. But it was going to be the resurrection power of the unborn, which means hmm. that we would see a rise of Esther's. 
Um, but not just like, I feel like the Esther word is sometimes thrown around a lot. Yes. But Esther's are specifically women that are afraid to speak. And if they speak, they will save lives. And so I believe that women that have had abortions are going to rise up with a boldness and speak out about having an abortion, and it is going to change the tide of what's happening in our nation when it comes to abortion, and it is going to change the conversation when it comes to the pro-life, pro-choice conversation. And I believe that it's going to shake the church in a big way, but we're going to see a big movement happen with that. So I'm really excited about that, but I also feel like we're not totally ready for that yet. (laughs) Yes. And would you just briefly touch on the other ones that you see? And you don't have to take a lot of time with it. Just mention the, the other ones that you saw coming, and we will just move on. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I probably at one point need to just write a book about these, but I the third wave was um, specifically deliverance and witchcraft. Um, basically, it's a prophetic showdown. There's going to be this Elijah moment in our nation that the entire nation is going to witness. Then the fourth wave is going to be a wave of national repentance, meaning that hidden sins are going to be exposed nationally in churches and outside of churches. And so I actually heard the Lord say, repent now, repent while you can. And then the fifth wave is going to be a cleaning up of the house. So false prophets are going to be exposed. There's going to be more repentance. God is bringing his house into order. Then the sixth wave is going to be a tearing down and exposing of all idols. And this is going to be like a great fire. So I believe that right now we're going to start experiencing these wildfires igniting in different cities and different states across the nation. But all of a sudden there's going to be this culmination and it will be like a great fire of God's holiness. And then the last wave is my favorite wave, (laughs) which is the recognition of Jesus as Lord. And I believe that we will be reestablished as one nation under God. Wow. Do you just say wow? (laughs) Honestly, just listening to that and just, you know, it it does stir. It stirs the fire within you, even just listening to that. And so I know you, you, you invite people. This, this book that you've written, it's, it's almost an invitation to say, come on, come on, be a part. Don't just sit there. Come on and be a part. Now, you mentioned, Jesse, that you feel this is going to be over a several-year span. Yeah, I do. I, I actually asked the Lord. I was like, because all of this stuff, there's there's clues about all of it in Scripture, and then the Holy Spirit breathes on it and gives us the timing. And I think that it's so important that we discern what season we're in. And so I asked the Lord, I said, how long is this seven wave season going to happen? Is it a hundred year long? Is it 500 years right, long? Right. And he said that this seven wave season will span over a 10 year period. And that this revival is going to have an ebb and flow like wave pattern, um, much like contractions during labor. And so we look at past revivals like you have Toronto and Brownsville and Azusa Street, and they essentially were really in just one city. But I believe that this revival is going to span over 10 years and is going to be in every city in the United States and is going to be led and sustained by the saints, which is why I wrote Wildfires, because we need the saints to sustain this revival. Yes, yes. Now, you just experienced, I mean, it's fresh in you. You just experienced this first wave, and even as it continues, but you you experienced the beginning of these seven waves, Jesse. Are, are you just, like, so excited? I am so excited. <laughs> I knew the answer to that question. <laughs> I am so excited, but I got to be honest, so... There's this thing inside of me. I don't know what it is, but 
it's sometimes pretty hard for me. I think it's just the spirit of God. But I also sometimes feel a grieving, Donna, if I'm totally honest, because I watch people looking to go back to their old ways of Christianity, Mm. looking for just some, they want to be comfortable. They want to just be fed and just be happy. And all of that's great. But honestly, there's this grieving that I feel where I'm like, no, like, don't settle. Like, don't settle for sitting by the fire. Like, go in, come in. Like, you're, you have an opportunity. Like, I, I just can't shake it, Donna, that right now the Lord is answering our prayers. He's heard the cries. Like, he's heard us cry out for the Lord of the harvest to send out workers, and he's sending us out. And I just, I don't want us to miss this moment because historically there's so many people that they say that they wish they had known what God was doing in their midst. And I just don't want anyone to miss the opportunity to be used by God mightily. Yes. Um, And for it to be a reward for them in eternity for them to bring in harvest in their own lives. Yes, yes, absolutely. You talk about the remnant rising, and you, you use this phrase, the man on fire. But but that's not all of us. All of us are not <laughs> there. Yeah, I, uh, so, <laughs> yeah, I think so many times that we think, you know, I'm on fire for God. I could do anything. And then, I I mean, I witnessed it last year, even in the church, it grieved me heavily how many partners we lost, how many people Mm. that said that they were all in with us, um, actually then eventually started opposing us. And I mean, we had police officers at our door. We're still in court cases with um, what we did. And Honestly, when persecution, resistance, even the spiritual warfare, I mean, Donna, all all of our cars died. Our house got flooded. We had to be out of our house for eight weeks. And so many times we wanted to quit. But um, I believe that if we could just press in and truly die to ourselves, I mean, we don't hear that preached a lot, but if we could lay down our lives and choose to be living sacrifices. You will see revival. And Jesus is the one on fire. So if we can press into him, if we can choose to go to the cross, he promises us his Holy Spirit so that we can be a witness. And so I believe if we allow the Holy Spirit to truly consume us and to to just press in, that we can be a part of that remnant that's rising up. Yes, and you actually saw a vision. God showed you a vision of fire, a fire raging in the distance. What was that about? Yeah, um, this is another emotional. I feel like all of the visions are emotional for me, but yeah, this yeah. one was pretty emotional. Um, so I, in the natural, I was driving I'm in Northern California in an area called Big Sur, And Big Sur is absolutely beautiful, but actually there were quite a few wildfires in the natural that um, had swept over Northern California. It was all over the news. And this past December, we were driving up there just on vacation, and all of a sudden, as we're driving, I see a vision, and I see this wildfire raging um, on one of the distant hills, and all of a sudden, it was full of God's presence and glory. Like it was overwhelming to see. I saw angels flying in and out. There was color just coming out of this fire. And all of a sudden I saw myself on this hill and I was running into the fire and I could feel every fear, every hindrance, every slandering word, every lie that I have believed just burning off of me as I went into the fire. It was like I was becoming the person that God always wanted me to be. And then in the vision, I saw these camps set outside of the fire um, and there was preachers there, and they were fiery preachers. I mean, I actually saw preachers that many of us know and love, 
and they had charcoal on their hands. Some of their clothes was singed and burnt off. And they stood, stood around these tents, and they told these powerful stories. I mean, just like this discussion we had on this podcast of what it was like to be in the fire. And people were gathering and leaning in, and they were like, more, tell us more. But the problem was the people seemed content to feel the warmth of the flames. They liked the smell of the smoke. But Donna, they didn't want to go into the fire themselves because of what it might cost them. And so in the vision, I actually knelt in front of a woman, and I just started crying out to her. And I grabbed her, and I was covered in ash, and I just said to her, just come, just come with me. You're not created to hear stories about the fire. You're meant to live in the fire yourself. Come, come. And I believe that God's inviting us all, Donna, into the fire. Um, that's why I wrote the book. That's why we have this amazing package available for your listeners, because he is the fire. And, Donna, I'm so excited because I actually heard the Lord tell me that the reason why he had to stop the meetings in the summer and why we're going to launch into some new things is because people were getting too comfortable sitting and listening and watching the revival. And God had to say, pause. We are all invited in. And we need to all run into the wildfire of what he's doing in this nation because it's an invitation for all of us, not just a special few. Yes, yes. And for those that have been praying, oh, the saints that have prayed for decades for another great awakening and for this this fire to start and this revival to start, uh, Jesse, you are so careful to say, it's now, it's now, you know, let's not just get caught up in praying let's act on it let's do it let's let's make it happen let's start these fires it's now and i know you are you are always telling people it's now it's now it's time to wake up absolutely yeah sometimes i feel like i'm an alarm clock and people hear <laughs> and they're like they want to hit the snooze button but it's just like, no, this is happening now. The things you've been praying for, they're happening. It's just like, I love what Jesus says when John the Baptist sent his disciples to ask Jesus, they were like, are you the Messiah? And Jesus, in like the most Jewish way, which I love, he's like, well, tell John this, like the blind see, the lame walk. And I feel like to tell people, they're like, is this revival? And I'm like, well, the harvest is here. People are being delivered of the demonic, the blind see, the lame walk. We're in revival. What what other proofs do you need? You know, historically, people would look and they say, you know, Evan Roberts knew they were in revival because 60 people got saved. Yes. Only 60 people. And he told the news media, he said, we're in revival. And so I think... We need to recognize the time we're in, and we need to act accordingly. Yes, yes, and and with your own eyes and with your own experience. On that beach in California, thousands and thousands of people were getting saved, baptized in the Holy Spirit, delivered, physically healed. Jesse, I would say we are in revival. Yes, yes. <laughs> well, let me take this moment again and let everybody know, as always, that Sid and I want you to know about this exciting and powerful and life-changing resource package that our guest, Jessie Green, has put together especially for you. It is her brand new book, Wildfires, A Field Guide to Supernatural Revival, and also her new, brand new and exclusive three-CD audio teaching series, and she has called that your fire starter kit for igniting revival fire. Wow, I don't ever want to go out into the wilderness, Jesse, without having a fire starter kit. Do you? No. <laughs> so. No, not at all. <laughs> Jesse, we've got just a few minutes left, so I want to talk about a couple of things that, that you see coming, and that is you definitely see a third great awakening happening, talking about reopening the wells of past revivals. What, what does that mean? Yeah, so actually, so in December, Donna, we did a tent revival 
um, based on just the Lord saying to us that there is an invitation for more. And we saw hundreds get saved and baptized in one weekend at the tent. And we actually heard the Lord say to take three months and um, just pause again and pray into the next thing that he was doing. And as we've done that, as we've prayed and fasted and talked to our intercessors and other prophets, there seems to be this reoccurring theme. I mean, so much so, Donna, to the point where if I get one more prophetic word about it, I feel like I'm going to (laughs) burst. Essentially, we're entering into the third great awakening. And this third great awakening is going to be unlike anything that we've experienced because it's actually going to be as if we can stand and glean from every single revival and spiritual blessing in American history. Yes, yes. There have been many revivals and moves of God in America. Um, I feel like people, a lot of people have no idea how much God has moved in this nation, but God loves this nation in so many ways. And I believe that we're going to see a reopening of the wells. And we prayed and God said that the way that you prime the pump of a dry well is by pouring water onto the well. Yes. And water is what gets that pump to go again. And so we believe that baptisms of water and fire is going to open up those dry wells. And we're going to see this convergence spread throughout the entire nation into all nations. Yes. Yes, and you know what? Something something that's so exciting, Jesse, is that unlike any other revival or awakening in history, we have social media now, which is the ultimate spreader of, of news and exciting things happening. Yeah, it's funny, Donna, because there's a lot of people in Orange County that were a part of the Jesus People movement, and I love hearing their stories and learning from them. And they actually said that one of the reasons why the Jesus People movement spread so quickly was because of the news coverage. And they would see baptisms happening at Pirate's Cove and would drive their cars and get there as soon as they could. But now we have social media where, I mean, Donna, there were moments where right then and there, people are getting delivered and healed, and it's going on someone's social media and being shared for thousands upon thousands to watch in a moment. We had, like, one of the healings, we saw 27,000 people watch it in that live minute, and then thousands upon thousands afterwards. And I just can't imagine how quickly we could spread this across the entire world. Yes. So for the first time in history, this one has a new element to it that is is just going to explode. So I I love that. So we are gonna we're gonna use that, Jesse. I, I want to wind down here just a little bit with what you call a, a secret, something that you could kind of sum it all up with this. What you call a secret. Yeah, I mean, I I don't want to give a total spoiler alert for the entire book, but I do want to say that <laughs> the truth is, when it comes down to it, Donna, a lot of times people will sit with me and they'll say, okay, Jesse, like, how do you do what you did? Like, they want to know the methods to revival and the methods to seeing thousands saved and baptized And again, like I said, we have that house motto of obedience to success. But here's the thing. The major key and the major secret to this whole thing is in Jeremiah 29, 12 through 14. And God says, then you will call on me and come and pray to me and I will listen to you. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. I will be found by you, declares the Lord, and will bring you back from captivity. I will gather you from all the nations and places where I have banished you, declares the Lord, and I will bring you back to the place from which I carried you into exile. And I believe that as we can stop for a moment, you know, that fully alive question that I ask in my book, yes. all of the invitations throughout the whole book, 
you know, the only way that you can lead revival, the only way that you can risk, the only way that you can be the man on fire is if you'll call on him, if you'll come to him, if you'll pray to him, and if you'll listen to him. And he gives us such an amazing promise, Donna. He says that he will be found by us if we seek him with all our heart. Yes. You know, Jesse, I ask myself that question. I closed my eyes, and I ask myself, what would I look like fully alive? And I just waited, and I just waited, and 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 I said what you said, and I, I took this straight from you, from your book. I said, I don't know, Lord. Please show me. What if every single person listening to this podcast right now asks themselves, what would I look like fully alive? Well, will you close us out and, and, and be sure and pray for everyone listening, Jesse? Absolutely. Well, Jesus, I just thank you. I thank you for the constant invitation that your Holy Spirit is offering all of us to go in deeper. I just pray right now that if there are any ways that the enemy has lied to us, has entangled us in the world, I just pray that those entanglements would be broken right now by the power of Jesus, the Messiah, Emmanuel, God who is with us. God, I thank you that you are the Messiah, that you are the King, God. And so right now, I just pray that we would yield our lives to you, that we could trust you, that if you're calling us to risk, if you're calling us to live fully alive, that the invitation that you have for us is so much better than the things that we have for ourselves. And so, God, I pray through the power of your Holy Spirit that you fill us with boldness, you fill us with courage, and you pour out your spirit so that we could be a witness and a fire starter of revival in our families, in our workplaces, in our cities, and to the nations. And so, Holy Spirit, we invite you to do whatever it is that you want to do in us and through us. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Jesse, thank you so much for being with us. And now here's Sid Roth to tell you how you can get this powerful and life-changing resource package by Jesse Green. Sid? Are you ready to meet the real Jesus and see radical changes in yourself, in your world? In her brand new book, Wildfires, Jesse Green invites you to let Jesus breathe on the embers of your soul until your whole life burns for him. Are you ready to set the world on fire? I know that I am. Order now and discover how to really live with purpose and vision. Be consumed by a bold faith in a God that is alive. He's alive and hunger to fuel the fire deep inside your heart. You'll get Jesse's brand new book, Wildfires, a field guide to supernatural revival, and her brand new and exclusive three CD audio teaching series, your fire starter kit for igniting revival fires, all for an investment of only 35 US dollars. To order, call 1-800-447-2697. Once again, that's one 800 447-2697, or go to our website at sidroth.org. That's S-I-D-R-O-T-H dot O-R-G. Be sure to ask for offer number 9757. Once again, that's offer number 9757.